where the ball was going. We knew who was going to get the ball. And he missed that shot. But he was the type that, as we say, as an athlete at that high level, you got to have a short-term memory. His was extremely short. Um, in my opinion, I think he was done with it by the time he got off the floor and into the locker room. He was done with it. And like a couple times, he had press conferences and he tells people, oh, it was just a bump in the rule. I think we'll be all right in the next game. Because he knew what he was going to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the same thing with B.J. Armstrong mm-hmm. after he had retired and came back. And B.J. was now with the Charlotte Hornets. And B.J. had that great game. And B.J.'s like, yeah, well, I yelled and, dude, you should have knew that that was the wrong way to go about that. Mm-hmm. Play the game and let the game speak for itself. Because you know, you taunt this dude, mm-hmm. you got a serious ass kicking coming. Mm-hmm. You know? And whatever way it comes, it's like, look, oh, all right, y'all beat me up with the Pistons. Y'all beat me up, y'all knock me down. We're going to beat y'all. It might not be today, it might not be tomorrow, but I'm coming back, and eventually we're going to beat y'all. And eventually they did. That's right. You know? And just his competitive nature, like the instance with Magic Johnson when they were in the finals against Portland, and they were talking that Clyde was just his equal and this and that. He felt, no, he's not my equal, and I'm going to show you that he's not my equal. Everything that Mike did, if someone told him that he couldn't do it, he did it better. He did it better. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, who was it? I think it was uh, Judd Bushler. They talked about the incident on the floor, not the incident, but they were on the plane. Ryan Hartman, they were in the back. They were playing the, the guy, so we're making more money. They're playing for bigger money. Mm-hmm. Mike goes up to the front with Steve Kerr and them, and they playing for a dollar a hand. You know, so they're like, yo, why in the world would you want to play cards with us? And he said that Mike said, so I could say I got your money in my pocket. Uh, yeah, and they said that, that's all he would say. You know, and, and they said that's all he would say. But... Uh, the same way, again, I go back to the Scotty Burrell thing. When they talked about them, when they showed that part, when they were at practice. Mm-hmm. And he's like, look, Scott, Scott Burrell, he's, I mean, he's going in. And he's like, and Scott Burrell's like, no, we, we, I want you. You know, and then Mike is like, yeah, well, you better watch out for the alpha dog. Mm-hmm. It's the big dog. You're about to shit out you. But he never backed down. And him and Steve Kerr earned Mike's respect in two different ways. Steve said I had to defend myself. I got tired of it. I defended myself in that way. Says Scotty Burrell just took it. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. You want to fight? No, I don't want to fight you. But I'm still going to guard you in practice. Mm-hmm. Whatever. You can kick my ass all day long. In practice tomorrow, I'm guarding you again. And then again, like I said, Scotty got that moment. Gave up that 23. And it was like he was. He felt like you could see it in the game mm-hmm. that he, it was no question, like, yeah, okay, I had to come off the bench and I ain't got to do this, so, all right, let's do it. There's no questions, no hesitations. So, again, like you said, Coach Mo, I think a lot of the, the, the stars today don't want to fully be that alpha dog. Mm-hmm. They want to be the alpha dog, yeah. but they don't want to be that full alpha dog. Yeah. And I, I see nothing wrong with players being the alpha dog like coach Mo said listen dude you, you fucked up yeah you didn't cut you didn't set that pick yo set that pick the next time but we're de- we're building this culture of oh my god 
did I just say something wrong? You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Sports is not like that. Not sports has never been like that. Nope. You know, sports has always been something to bring people together that mm-hmm. you point out the flaws that people have and you like like one thing I like about also the last dance, it shows how they would talk to each other, but it wouldn't make them like right. internally hurt here. Right. People of today it's like they take everything to heart. Everything to personal. You person. know, you critique yep. somebody's game and automatically they they crumble here mm-hmm. versus saying, okay, maybe I need to watch more film of myself. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's a possibility I I might not understand mm-hmm. what foot I'm stepping mm-hmm. off of or my form may be incorrect. You know, the person may have a point, right. you know, but I don't think like people, everyone thinks mm-hmm. like that. And, and that's why I feel like some people yeah. will never be great because... Mm-hmm. You don't look at, you don't take it that way. You know, right. you you just take it as, oh, this person hating. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know, it's hating, and it's not yeah. hating. It's helping you. It's it's getting, and and that's why, like Steve Kerr, look what he came like from all that MJ built in him, that he he brought toughness mm-hmm. to Steve mm-hmm. Kerr, and that's a character building thing. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And the uh, um Burrell, like he might not have brought the toughness because Burrell was already tough. He just said, I'm not folding. Right. I'm not folding. No matter what Absolutely. you go at me, I am not right. folding. Yep. We're, what happened to those type of characteristics in basketball? Absolutely. You know, yeah. so it's <laughs> I, it just, I just really think that that's mm-hmm. something we need to really um, yeah. focus on because I think if we can build that mindset, it goes back to what you're saying. If we build that mindset at the youth, the youth then by the time they become adults, Mm-hmm. They can handle themselves better mm-hmm. in certain situations. Absolutely. I mean, imagine if you were a player that had a coach like Bobby Knight mm-hmm. and his back back in his younger years. How how do you adjust to that? Mm-hmm. Now, some people of today would say, "Oh, no one should ever, no one should ever deal with that type of coach." Yeah, was he out of line in some ways? Of yes. course. But also, some there was a lot of learning from that. Right. Yes. A lot of players today will say, "I still play for him." Right. Yep. I would definitely go back and play for. Him. Why is it that those players feel that way? They learn Absolutely. something. They learn something. You know, they yeah. learn something. We are missing in athletics. We are missing the building, the character building blocks, and that's what like I really hone on to mm-hmm. when coaching because of the fact that we're missing those character building blocks. Absolutely. You know, we're not teaching kids about toughness anymore. We're not teaching kids about transparency and being honest about if you don't know how to do things, mm-hmm. you know? So it's just things we just yep. have to build on to make yeah. better and, and I think that's another thing, like you said, it's a building thing where sometimes our kids are scared to ask or scared to say they don't know. Mm-hmm. You know um, You know why? Why do you think? Scared to fail. Inferior. Yeah. If you don't know, if you're sitting amongst a room that everybody knows, and you're the one that don't that doesn't know, don't right. you going? You're not yeah. going to speak up. Absolutely. You're going to you're going to try to blend. Mm-hmm. But what's going to happen is you're not going to be able to blend when that question yep. gets asked you. You can't answer it. So how do we? And then you start to be fearful. Right. How do we fix that? Mm-hmm. Hey, I used to always put that out there to my kids when we had our little sit downs after practice or whatever. Listen, I'm gonna say stuff. If you don't know or you don't understand. Now is the time to tell me. I said, because I can explain it to you in full detail. And while we're sitting here in this practice form, I can show you. Mm-hmm. When we get in the game, if you ask me then, my answer is going to be short. Mm-hmm. If I'm able to answer you mm-hmm. at that moment. So it's best that you do it now where we'll know when we get to that point, you can just look at me and 
you know, go ahead, keep going. You know what to do. I think a big part is 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 a lack of male involvement in the youth. Um, yeah, I think it really start right there. Mm-hmm. For real. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I also think one of the other things um, with some coaches today, where as far as the youth and dealing with the parents, mm-hmm. um, either they don't want to. Or they don't know how to tell a parent, your kid is not as good as you think he is. <laughs> I think that is a disservice to the parent and to the child and to the coach himself. A lot of times it's a lot of pay and play though. So yeah. people oh, are yeah. concerned about lining yeah. their pockets. Absolutely. Taking care of the kids. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a lot of times when I was coaching, you know, there were moments when we were after games and parents were coming like, yo, y'all got to leave. Right. And parents would look at me like, well, my son, okay, but your son plays on my team, not you. Right. You can stand outside the locker room, but you got to leave. Right. I need to talk to these kids. Mm-hmm. You a know? conversation Mo, Mo and I had was about, like, the professionalism of the players going back to the team. But, like, uh, one thing we did talk about is making sure that they have a, a standard of dressing before the games. Um, mm-hmm. How they carry themselves, so we gonna be real strong on. Uh, maybe y'all dudes gotta come to the game in a suit. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying like not so relaxed, just a little more. Right. Profes- like just get the pro- professionalism mm-hmm. um, early because that's you know a lot of my life now. Yeah. Knowing how to be a man for real. Absolutely. You know yeah, absolutely. And just just to close out, uh, great, great dialogue, great conversation from all of you. Um, again, I thank you again for um taking time out of your day to come and sit and chat with me present the Yaden kings to the world um uh, i wish you all the success um i will be around because i know slim is going to be hitting me up and Absolutely. hopefully coach mo as well giving me dates and stuff so I-, I will be around and i will do some things of course you know um because that's what i do but lastly um i want to just leave the people with this and i want more people to try this and this is just uh as far as being able to understand basketball all facets of basketball and growing your basketball like you and i'm speaking to a lot of the youth when i say this and then some coaches and some other people as well what i found myself doing and my partner baldy that was here that's usually here with me mm-hmm. what we found that we've started doing over the past several years is we watch basketball games with no sound. And somebody, I told somebody at work, I said, well, no, I can't watch the game really here because y'all going to have the sound on and we're going to be talking back and forth in the game and I may miss something. And they're like, well, what you mean you're going to miss something? I said, it's hard for me to explain it to you when you haven't done what I've done as far as being a player, coach, and a referee. I look at the game. But I'm looking at, as we like to say, the game within the game mm-hmm. on all facets from the gameplay to the coaches and what the coaches are doing, what the referees are doing, how they're calling the game. I just feel like it's better for me with no sound because I can visualize it. And like we know, especially the NBA, it's entertainment. Mm-hmm. We know it's basketball, but we also know it's entertainment. So you tend to get caught up in the entertainment right the commentators like if lebron makes a dunk you know uh like mike brain bam 
stuff like that. And you're like, oh, Brian, I missed it. Now you got to wait for the replay. You know, just sit back, relax, turn sound off, watch the basketball game. Forget about the fans. Forget about who's playing as far as their star status. Look at 10 basketball players on the court playing basketball, three referees, and the coaching staff. See how all these interactions go. It will definitely help you with your IQ. It will help you as far as your mannerisms, your understanding of how you're supposed to handle yourself on and off the court. It will help you, Coach Mo. It will help you understand how to deal with and talk to your coaches. It will help you understand and deal with and be able to talk to officials. Now, I was always one for telling my kids, don't say nothing to the referee. I got that. Your job is to play basketball. During the plays, I tell you to play, whatever, whatever, you play basketball. Referee makes a call. He made the call. You know, uh, you drive into the basket, you keep getting fouled, and you coming to me, yo, coach, they smacking me all over. Coach, the referee ain't calling nothing. I'm about to, no, you're not. <laughs> what you're going to do is you're going to keep driving to the basket. I'll talk to the referee, but you're going to keep driving to the basket. You're not going to say nothing there. And a lot of times, as a player, you don't understand how that could turn against you. Mm-hmm. And you could be, it, it could be something simple as, yo, ref, I want a foul shot, yo, ref. Every time I go to the basket, they smacking me. Okay. But you could have one of them referees that is coaching the scoreboard. Right. And we have those, Coach Moore, you know from coaching. You know, you have referees that coach the scoreboard. And he may say something to you like, well, Y'all winning by 30. If I give you another foul, it ain't going to change the complexion of the game. Uh, but as a player, your thought is like, wow. uh, like Coach Mo said, yo, you, you disrespecting me. Why are you hating? I'm getting to the back. Why are you hating? He hacking yeah. me. You know? But you have to understand. And, I mean, I've been in that situation. I've had referee games. And perfect example I use, I'm refereeing at, uh, over at uh, Finley, not Finley, uh, wherever I was at, but guy goes to the bat. It's like a minute left in the game. His team is up 30. Guy guy drives to the basket. He makes the layup, and then the guy smacks his hand. And I'm standing right there watching him. I'm actually made the layup. Ball goes in. I smacked him a little bit. All right. I didn't call it because it was the team that was already up. Now they up 32. Go down the court. Somebody gets fouled, and I'm standing. I'm on the top, and the kid's outside. He comes to me and says, ref, you missed that fucking foul. First of all, watch your mouth. Right. You about to get the tech. Watch your mouth. Turn to his coach. Yo, say something to him. I don't want him talking to me. Well, he can't talk to you. Not right now. I don't want him talking to me right now. Say something to him. Coach didn't want to say nothing to him. After the game, I catch the kid and I say, "Listen, you got to understand something." I said, "I didn't call that foul because you made the layup." Hey, but he fouled me. Not saying that I'm coaching the scoreboard, but. When you made that layup, you went up 32 points. Mm-hmm. The team you was playing didn't shoot a three-pointer the entire game. <laughs> so it was a minute left. It was like maybe 14-minute halves or whatever. So for 19 minutes, 17 minutes, whatever, they shot not one three-pointer. Mm-hmm. Did you really think that one extra point was going to make a difference? It's not going to change the complexion of the game. It's a blowout, either way you look at it. Mm -hmm. Now, if you had missed that shot, 
even though you was up 32, I would have gave you the foul because you got fouled. But you made the layup first, and then he fouled you. Or it might have even been simultaneously. The ball went in. I'm not calling that foul at a minute left in the game. I don't care who you complain to. You can complain to PIAA, whatever, and I'll tell them the same thing. <laughs> you know, I'm out here reffing the game, but I'm also trying to teach along with right. what I'm doing. Like, you can't, I can't call that. I said, this is the community. I said, if I was in the public league and I made that call, the next time I came down the court, I would have been everything that the coaches wanted to call me for that day. <laughs> and you see Coach Mo. She know it, it, it's just the way that it's I'm just, nice to the but no, I mean, I understand, but you understand what I meant. And I knew that when you had that reaction, I understand. No, no. Yes, for sure. I would have been, my name would have been mud yeah, yeah, in the public league. It would have been mud. Yeah. People would have been seeing me ref and they'd have been like, oh my God, he got him yeah. again. What is he going to do to help me lose this game today? So, you know, I, I, I think we, we covered a lot. You know, we got some educational pieces in, like I like to do, as Coach Mo knows from when she was here before. But again, a beautiful thing. Again, I wish you all the success with the Yaden Kings. Um, I, I hope that you guys feel the team is everything that you're looking for, and, and you know, nothing else. I wish you the best. Appreciate um, you. But before we go, just everyone, just go through and give out your Instagram handle so people will know how to contact you if they need to get in touch with they would like to get in touch oh, with you. So, <laughs> these guys are hilarious. You know what? Since I got your back, Coach Mo. <laughs> Since they keep playing Coach Mo on the spot, I'm going to give everybody's handle <laughs> to my immediate left if you're looking at the screen. To my immediate left, you got Bryant Tucker. Bryant B. Tuck at CountyMade underscore Tuck on Instagram, all these handles are going to be their Instagram handles. In the middle, you got Coach Monique Boykins at Coach underscore Mo underscore Boykins, and owner Darren Akers, aka Slim, at Dead Poets Society Poets with a Z. That's where you can find them. And you know, if you can't get a hold of them, you can get a hold of me, and I can point you in the right direction or get the information that you need at SportsRap underscore D on Instagram and Twitter. And also at Yaden King's Yaden Instagram. King. Follow us on And Instagram. follow the Yaden, at Yaden King's on Instagram. And they have a Facebook page as well. Yes, sir. Yes, Yaden King's Facebook page. Look them up, follow them, tell them Sports Rap sent you. And, and again. If there's any positions that uh, people are interested in, our positions actually go down to, um, they went down on Sunday. But if there are any less resumes that someone might want to get try to get in, uh, you can email me at mo underscore boykins at yayandkings.com. Uh, like I said, we are starting our coaching interview process uh, this week. Um, and uh, if there's cool. any other positions that people feel yeah. like, hey, I might be interested in, please email us. Absolutely. So here you go, Joe. a chance to work for something big in your community, in your backyard. With that being said, it is five minutes to the one o'clock hour. As usually, I would say, be great on purpose. But continuing with our quarantine and pandemic, I now say be safe on purpose. I will see you all week on social media and next Monday here live. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks, my guests. Enjoy, and we'll see you next week. Thank you. Thank y'all. Thank y'all. Oh,
So actually, you know what? Y'all can stay right there. Y'all ain't even got to stand up. Oh. You can have to sit back down. Swim. I'll just take it while y'all sitting. And then if y'all got to go, y'all can go ahead and run. And I'll finish up in here. Thank y'all. Appreciate y'all.